Card playing, dancing, high heels, kite flying, football, and even paper bags. Women were forced to go completely covered in the street and were not allowed jobs, being expected to stay at home instead. In 1996, the Taliban provided a safe haven in Afghanistan for Osama bin Laden and his fellow al-Qaeda members. Several of these, including bin Laden, already had contacts in the Taliban, having fought with them in Afghanistan against the Soviets and shared their fundamentalist beliefs. What happened after 9-11? A month after the attacks, on the 7th of October 2001, George W. Bush launched Operation Enduring Freedom in response to the Taliban's refusal to surrender bin Laden. This was an offensive launched with the UK, which aimed to capture bin Laden, destroy al-Qaeda, and remove the Taliban regime. With the help of the Northern Alliance, former Mujahideen militias, also known as the United Islamic Front, the Taliban were successfully expelled from Kabul and Kandahar in November 2001. An interim government under Hamid Karzai, made up mainly of Northern Alliance members, was set up in early 2002. The US and UK military were joined by the ISAF, International Security Assistance Force, established in December 2001 and deployed under the approval of the UN Security Council. Led by NATO since 2003, this now consists of over 58,000 troops from 42 different countries, of which 26,000 are American and 8,000 British. The coalition also began training a new Afghan National Army to help fight the insurgents, which by mid-2009 numbered 86,000. How successful have the coalition forces been? Although eight years have passed since the US ISAF invasion, Bin Laden is still alive and Al-Qaeda are functioning to some extent in the tribal areas beyond the Pakistan border, where multiple Islamist groups have made their bases and training camps. Despite being ousted from power in 2001, the Taliban regrouped and fought back with a new insurgency from 2003 to 5, which was particularly prevalent in their heartland, namely the southern provinces of Helmand and Kandahar, as well as central Oruzgan. Having emerged as a distinctly Afghan movement, the Taliban's ranks have swelled in the last few years due to Pakistani recruits joining the cause in the name of Jihad. Although the Taliban forces are estimated at only 10,000, their guerrilla tactics and terrorist methods, including suicide bombing, are extremely hard for conventional armies to counter, and the coalition forces face similar difficulties to those experienced by the Soviet army in the 1980s. Their success will depend not on military victories, but on winning the hearts and minds of the people, stamping out heroin production. The Taliban briefly banned poppy cultivation in 2000, but since the 2001 invasion it has been their main source of funding, and cooperating with Pakistan to rid its tribal areas of Taliban, Al-Qaeda and other Islamist militant groups. In March 2009, Barack Obama laid out his plans for a comprehensive strategy for Afghanistan and Pakistan. This involved establishing a trilateral dialogue between the US and these two countries, sending in more troops in the short term to root out high-level terrorist targets, and channeling financial and infrastructural resources to the area that had previously been going to Iraq. Obama's policy is a hybrid of focused counter-terrorism and broader counter-insurgency, and some commentators doubt its ability to achieve both aims. What other problems face Afghanistan? A ruined economy and infrastructure, a weak government, an unpopular president, a corrupt police force, widespread human rights abuses, particularly against women and girls, and a poor education system.